with possibility. At Babby's house, Babby's house, everybody else fell Welcome to Babby's house. Hello and welcome. Welcome to Babby's house, where everybody is a member of the family, and that certainly means you. Thank you so very much for joining me today. I'm your host, Babby Mason, and it's all always good to be with you. I have a very special guest who's joined me for today's show, and uh, let me just give you a little background about our relationship. I am blessed to have as a part of our ministry an internet radio station. It's online at www.babbymasonradio.com. And on this internet radio station, you'll hear a lot of Babby Mason music. You know, Babby Mason is my favorite, right? You'll hear a lot of Babby Mason music. You'll hear a lot of my stories. You'll hear about my books and my messages because I mentor uh, up and coming or independent singers, songwriters, and authors, independent authors or self-published authors and independent music artists. And so I like to share my platform with these type of creative people. And so I met this dear lady who is our guest today, Gretchen Keskis, as a result of being on Babby's house because she's been a guest on my show before, but she's also a part of Babby Mason Radio. And Babby Mason Radio has launched a wonderful compilation project consisting of 10 other artists who are featured on Babby Mason Radio. And Gretchen Keskis has been a vital part of Babby Mason Radio for years. And she is included as one of the artists whose music is featured on this compilation project called Shout. And you can go to my website at babby.com and get information on our guest today, as well as this conference compilation project called Shout. So let me welcome to Babby's house, Gretchen Keskis. Gretchen, it's good to see you today. Thanks for being with me. It's great. To, it's great to be here from Gretchen's house. <laughs> Absolutely. From Babby's house, for real, for real, and Gretchen's house, for real, for real. You know, I haven't been in the studio for a minute, but it's always, you know, because of technology, we can um, broadcast, you know, from anywhere. And I'm looking forward uh, now to, you know, to getting back into our real studio at at the real Babby's house, but right now we're we're running the show from our house. And so Gretchen, you live out in California, so I'm glad that you didn't have to get on a plane because the last couple of <laughs> times you've been on Babby's house, you had to fly to get to Atlanta. So happy that you're yeah, able I to mean, join it was us. A, I mean, it was really wonderful to be there. And it's always exciting to be in this TV studio. And, and I just, I loved it. And so I'm so thank you for having me on and for blessing me in so many ways, including having me be a part of Shout, which is really an honor considering all the amazing talent on there. And just, you've just been a continual encouragement to me and a continual inspiration. And I'm, I'm really thankful. I really am grateful for you. Thank you, Babby. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that um, as a as a mentor and as a coach for songwriters and as a mentor and a coach for authors, people who want to write their own books, you know, one of the things, one of the uh, a, a vital part of our message 
for those that are up and coming is that God is a God of excellence and the work that we put out there, uh, you know, in the marketplace, on the internet, in the bookstore, um, on your website should be products or resources that are done with excellence. And Gretchen Keskes, you are an independent uh, singer and songwriter and the work that you do, the music that you produce are just above the, the bar. I mean, you, you raise the standard and your music is always so well written and it's so easily, uh, beautifully uh, executed and produced. So talk to us about, you know, uh, I wrote a book called Fully Qualified and the book is written around the theme of David's life and the book of 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 18, talks about the fact that David was a skillful musician. Can you talk about the importance of skill and how you execute your music with such skill? Uh, so I can tell that's real important to you. Tell me why that is and how you execute your music with such skill. Well, thank you. Thank you for what you just shared. And, uh, you know, we are told in uh, Colossians uh, to whatever you do unto the Lord, you know, you do your best unto the Lord is not unto man. And, uh, and that is, is what I, 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 I try to do. And um, I, thankfully the Lord has used uh, so much of my background, which is uh, a, a true blessing to me because uh, I have a background in writing. You know, I was a journalism a graduate, uh, B, BA in journalism. I worked in uh, news and I, it's funny, I, I used to write, they called it the kicker for the newscast. And that was one of my favorite things to write. It's very short, creative. And that kind of, I've found that that's very much related to songwriting. And uh, so uh, basically just using what I have, and when, when God puts something on my heart to write about, um, I, you know, the funny thing is, is this past year, I prayed and I asked God, because I, I had found songwriting to be a little bit challenging for me. I would have an idea and I would start writing about it, but it was just like, it was just, it wasn't an easy process sometimes. And I just said, Lord, please, could you just help me just to be a better songwriter in me? And he really has helped me this last year and to where I'm really enjoying the process more of, you know, finding an idea and then making it work word wise into a song um, and then coming trying to come up with a melody that gives it some uh, it, it, you know some emotion and uh, and then just the process I, I rewrite and I rewrite and I rewrite and fortunately I have amazing musicians in Nashville who uh, Eric Copeland with Creative Soul Records uh, he takes my initial words and melody and then he tracks them with amazing Nashville musicians and then produces it and mixes it. And so it, I, I feel very blessed to have found him. And, and it was all God's leading. My husband and I prayed about it because I had been a worship leader. And then I started writing and uh, it was kind of like going, oh, I'm, I, I would love to record some of my own songs. And we it was a long process, but we prayed and we found some things weren't working and we just kept praying and finally it all came together. And so right now I, I'm working on my fourth album <laughs> and wow. um, it's exciting. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thanks. Um, it's, yeah, it's, I just, I love, I love the thought of just glorifying the Lord, sharing what he's done for me and hopefully bringing encouragement and comfort and joy to others. Well, you know, the, the year 2020, uh, a lot of us, 
those of us who are in ministry specifically, we all had to revamp because we couldn't go on the road and we couldn't touch our audiences in person. We had to go online to teach. And so how has uh, this past year impacted your ministry, if at all? Well, you know, it's, it's funny. I, I, right before the pandemic hit, I had come off this really amazing spiritual experience where I, I led this Christmas service out at the Folsom Women's at Folsom Women's Prison is the women's facility there. And it was this, it was like, I was just like, oh, this is what God has me doing. And it was exciting. And I, and it was a beautiful service. And the women were so amazing. And God, I just saw God's hand. And then uh, the pandemic struck. And then it was like, okay, wait, that no more there. I mean, I still haven't even gone back out there. They've totally closed that down. Uh, wow. Church closed down. And to be honest with you, probably for a few months, I started kind of getting in not the greatest place. I just sort of started, you know, just thinking too much in my head, not, not, uh, not as much on the Lord as I should have been. And I kind of got down. I started getting a little bit down. And one day I was like, I just sort of felt a little unloved. My kids, you know, we'd all been locked in together. They weren't being very nice. And, and I was just feeling kind of down. And then I started going on the piano and this song came to me and it's sort of how this whole album start, but it sort of started with, um, I'll just say the words. It was like the glow of life has dimmed a bit, uh, spending time in the rear view mirror. Everything that I once held dear has changed. It's getting clearer. But before my heart starts hurting, I'll remember what I know for certain. And then it goes into Jesus loves me that I'm going to hold on to. And then he it's about it's just all about Jesus loves me. He loves me as long as he loves me. I'm going to make it through. It's a very simple That's song, right. but and my producer really liked it. And so uh, that kind of started the ball rolling on this other album so <laughs> you know and i think it's the it's the um understanding and the reminder through this last year that god loves us you know i've been uh for the past decade just really in the deep end of john chapter 17 and how much god loves us he loves us just just as much as he loves his son and that has really been one of the things that has carried me through 2020 as well is that god's love will never change his love is faithful and he loves me just as much as he loves his son and that makes me his favorite and that makes you his favorite because he loves you just as much and in the same way as he loves Jesus. Well, well, talk to us about your growing up years. You, um, your your family. Um, uh, I think you, if I remember correctly, your mother had had a had a deep faith. Um, your father maybe had a different story. But tell us a little bit of the background of your family and how you came to know the Lord. Sure. Yeah. My, my parents uh, were amazing people. My mom's still with us. She's 92 and she's still, you know, she's, she's, she's doing well, but um, they, my father was a psychiatrist, trained psychiatrist, and he had been the head of institutions in Washington state, the head of the Department of Psychiatry for the U.S. Navy. My mother had been a press secretary for the governor of Washington, had worked for Mademoiselle Magazine. They both had a lot of, you know, success, talent, skills, um, and raised in a very uh, loving home. Um, 
when I when they they ended up writing a book together, my dad was uh, teaching transactional analysis, which is a type of psychology which focuses on uh, interpersonal relations, and it became very popular. And his patients kept asking him to, "Could you give us your notes?" Well, my mom was a writer, and so she. Um, they started writing these notes and it turned into a book and the, they put out this book and my dad titled it, I'm okay, you're okay. And it became this, became this huge best-selling I read book. that book and when then, I was in know. college. That book is on my bookshelf um, and a lot of students' bookshelves in, back in the 70s. Yeah, and that just the name kind of became a, a, a cultural thing. And so, um, and so they weren't really expecting that success, but when it, I was probably around... Uh, 10, 11, 12 years old when that book be started becoming very successful. And um, it, it, some things happened in my life um, during that time when they were traveling a lot. Um, I stayed out at a horse ranch and I, I, I won't go into the whole story, but I kind of lost my innocence at a young age and, and it really had a deep effect on my life. And I developed some, uh, uh, a lot of emotional kind of problems, neurosis, uh, and I became very anxious and very depressed. And it was strange because my, my dad was a psychiatrist and he, I was even afraid to tell him about some of the things I was feeling because I didn't want them to think I was crazy or something. And I'd read his psychiatric journals and I discovered that I kind of had this OCD thing where you kind of try to control everything through counting and checking. And I was always filled with a lot of shame. Like I was going to, something bad was going to happen because of me. And I just had, I, I was a troubled young person. And my mother had been raised in the Covenant Church. Um, her mother, uh, her parents both immigrated here from Sweden and they, they didn't speak English, but she grew up in a, a Swedish household. Her mother was a very devout Christian. And um, she, my mother at, at that point knew that I needed more help than than man, than a pe person could give me. And even though we'd been going to church, uh, I didn't really have a, I didn't have a real personal relationship with Jesus. And so anyway, I had been in a very down place and crying a lot and she didn't know what was wrong with me. And she came into my room and she shared um, Matthew 11, uh, 28, 29, uh, where Jesus says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in spirit, and you will find rest for your souls. And uh, that was the first time I really had a personal, developed a personal relationship with Jesus. And uh, That's ever so since beautiful I can to say, see. since that. That's so beautiful to see that your mother uh, led you to the Lord and, and introduced you to Jesus. That's so beautiful. Yeah, it, it really, and then, yeah, it really is. And I'm so grateful to her. And uh, after that, I was around 20, I think I was around 22. I mean, it's been a long journey of, you know, getting baptized at about 26 and then kind of falling away and then trying to walk with the Lord and then rededicating my life in my mid thirties. Um, and, you know, that's what I love about the Lord is he's just continually peeling away these layers and he's still doing it with me today, you know, and, uh, he's so I, I faithful that. like that. He's so faithful like that. And it reflects in your music. 
It really does. Your, your faith, your journey, your life journey is really, uh, your music reflects that. And one of the songs that you, um, uh, that, that you sing is featured on the Shout Project, which is a compilation project that Babby Mason Radio celebrates. Babby Mason Radio is our internet radio station that's online 24 hours a day. You can go to the website and at babby.com or babbymasonradio.com. Either one of those websites will, will either one of those, um, um, those web names, babby.com or babbymasonradio.com will land you at the website. And you can click the Listen Live button and um, you'll hear Gretchen Keske's music in our playlist on a daily basis. You'll hear her interviews on Babby's uh, House on the radio. That's our, that's our radio version of Babby's House. And she's featured quite often on our radio station. And you have a song, Gretchen, called The Hope of Heaven. What inspired that song? That's the song that's featured on the Shout Project that you're a, a, a part of. What was it that inspired you to write a song called The Hope of Heaven? Well, I think it is a part of that peeling away process. You know, it starts out, I've known wealth, but I've never been so poor. I've seen success, but it left me wanting more. And I just think that in this process of writing, you know, even this ministry, you really come to see that the riches is really in the relationship with Jesus. And yeah, and then, um, you know, it goes, um, let me see. <laughs> Oh, well, I can't think of the words right now, but yeah, it's really, it was really about, it was just a song about, um, you know, the Bible says that uh, to um, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. And um, I just think heaven, it doesn't have to be just for when we die. I mean, like it can be when we're living, you know, and, and we can have that, that, that peace. And uh, I just, I guess I just wanted it to be a, a comforting and inspiring song. Um, and the second verse starts, it goes, not another sermon, please, about the things this world brings. The only blessing I am praying for is to know you, Jesus, more and more. It's really about, you know, at church, if they're talking about, you know, prosperity, it's kind of missing the point. You know, it's not really yes. about that because that's never going to bring us that uh, that place. And I'm, I'm finding that for myself because, you know, when I started out in this ministry, I still had my own self in it a little bit too much, kind of that insecure, like, Oh, what am I doing? And I just see the more and more that I just get rid of myself and just focus on the Lord and glorify him. And, uh, he just makes amazing things happen in our life. Uh, but you know, and then Gretchen there's, there's, I'm sorry. You and I, that's okay. Sorry for interrupting you, but I want, I want our, our audience to, to learn as much about you and your ministry as possible. Um, Gretchen, you and I have had the opportunity to partner in ministry for a few years now. Uh, you've been in the studio twice. You're on Babby's House on the radio, which is my internet radio station, one of the programs on the radio station. Your music and your stories are featured there on the, the website. I mean, you're, you're a real vital part of what we do, which shows the strength of partnership. You know, the Bible says that one can put a thousand to flight, but two can put 10,000 to flight. Can you talk about the, the power that, um, 
that is in partnership. You know, since you came to Babby Mason Radio, um, you've added so much encouragement and so, so much encouragement with your story that's going to another, a whole demographic, uh, thousands more people. Can you talk about the beauty and the power of partnership and working together? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, just just working with you, I, I, I hope that I bring something to you, but I see what you do for so many. I mean, you know, when we're when we're an independent artist out here on our own, you know, we, we just have we, we don't have those resources. And uh, there's always when two or more come together in prayer, there's always great things that happen. So, I mean, that's actually been one of my prayers that I could co-write with people because I often have ideas and I would love to see what they would bring, especially musically. Like I, I listened to one of your songs, Pray, and I thought that is such a beautiful, awesome song. <laughs> I love that song. And I thought, Thank I you. wish I could write a song like that. Um, Listen, so no, yeah, you just stick to doing what you're doing. <laughs> you, you, you just keep doing what you're doing. Maybe someday we can co-write something together. But your music is so powerful and it's so re relational. And it's like, oh, yeah, I can see myself in your music. Can you speak about why your music is so relational? Well, I, I will say what probably the, one of the first songs I wrote and one of the most personal and easiest and my most popular song, I would say, is Then I Met Jesus. And it's all about my testimony. So it's I was I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, why is that song so popular or why is that song that so many people are drawn to and I think it's because I just it's very personal you know I started with there's a time in every life a moment never planned that we start to decide this is who I am I had that moment there had been hurt innocent loss like permanent permanent dirt but then I met Jesus he washed me clean forgave me my sins and he died for me gave me value and like that and so I I, I think um I think people like to I love just pure praise. I think people love just pure praise. And one of my new songs is total, just all praise. But I also think people like to see themselves in a song, like see their uh, struggle, like a lyric that stands out that speaks to them. I wrote a well, song called um, God Knows, and it's about grief, about, you know, how people move on after a month or two. It's like, okay, it's time to get back to life, but people don't get back. They, they, it well, takes a you long know what, time, Gretchen? God knows. I am just so grateful that we do have this opportunity to partner together. And thank you very much for being a part of the Shout Project and sharing your relational stories, your beautiful music. And um, once again, Gretchen Keskes is a part of the Shout Project, which is a great compilation project that I produced for Babby Mason Radio. Gretchen, Thank you, my friend, for being my guest on today's show and for sharing your heart with us today, all right? Thank you so much, Babby. I'm so grateful to you, and God bless you, and continue great things for your ministry and your life. Absolutely. You're an amazing, amazing artist and a great writer, and we'll look forward to the next time we get to talk. Uh, listen, my Thanks. friend, don't go anywhere because after this break, I'm going to come back to you with an encouraging word. Don't miss it. So stick around because after this break, I'll be back with more of Babby South. Stick around.
Thank you for coming back to Babby's house. I want to share just a little bit of uh, my own personal story. Uh, you know, my father was a, a pastor and um, I come from a long line of preachers and pastors, five generations, as a matter of fact. Um, my great-grandfather, my grandfather, my father, my oldest brother, and my nephew were and are preachers and pastors. So we have a great heritage, a wonderful legacy of people, men and women who have loved the Lord for generations. And I remember um, um, when I was growing up, my grandfather, who pastored a first Sunday church, second Sunday, third Sunday, and fourth Sunday churches in Mississippi, got an invitation to preach at a neighboring church on a, on a fifth Sunday. And on that fifth Sunday morning, my grandfather stood in the pulpit at 83 years of age, preached a fiery sermon that fifth Sunday morning, sat down in that big chair after preaching his sermon and breathed his last breath and went home to be with the Lord that fifth Sunday morning after preaching his last sermon. It was as if he preached his own eulogy that Sunday morning. And, you know, it just reminds me of the great preachers and pastors and men and women for generations in our family. I don't know about you and how that story fits in with your life. Maybe you too have a, a heritage, a legacy of generations of men and women who have loved God and have served the Lord for generations in your family. Or maybe it could be that you're the first person to come to know the Lord in your family. Regardless of what that story is, let me just challenge you to serve the Lord. You know, the Bible says in one Psalm 145, verse four, one generation will commend your work to another. Will you continue to commend the work of the Lord for generations in your family? Will you continue to do that? One way that I commend one generation of God's love to another is through Babby Mason Radio. I want to encourage you to go to babbymasonradio.com and enjoy the beautiful music and encouraging words 24 hours a day. Visit my website at babby.com and connect with me there by subscribing to our newsletter. And that way we can do life together when we're not on the show here together. Well, my friend, may the Lord God bless you real, real good until we get together. You keep living for the Lord. Don't compromise your faith. And the next time I'll see you later. Until then, God bless you real good. <laughs>